Hello, and welcome to the Stop Devaluation Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the Stop Devaluation Movement, Melody Hilton. The heart of this movement is to see the value in all of humanity and live courageous lifestyles of using our power for good instead of harm. We can affect change by choosing validation over judgment, and I hope you'll take your place and make a positive impact in this world. Hi, welcome to the Stop Devaluation Movement's My Story. And I am so honored to have William Wood here today. Thank you so much for being a part of the Stop Devaluation Movement. Well, thank you so much, Melody, for having me come. Thank you. Well, everyone that knows what the Stop Devaluation Movement is realizes that we have such a heart to value all of humanity. But that has not been the experience of most people. And so, William, would you tell us about your story? Was there anything in your life that made you feel devalued or dehumanized or feel less than someone else? Well, Melody, actually, the, the place that I grew up was very heavily drug-oriented. It, uh. it was, you know, rapid with, with alcohol, with drugs, a lot of drug dealers. And my family was, a, I grew up in a broken home, so I didn't have a proper, what I would say, family atmosphere. And one of the things that I learned that was instilled into me as a young boy was that I was inadequate, uh. I was incompetent, and that my voice didn't, val- didn't matter, was no value to it. And so uh. I really carried that throughout my teenage life, getting into drugs myself by the age of 10, 11 years old. Wow. Because I found community with the drug dealers, I found community with the drug addicts, I found community with all those people that gave family to me. They valued you. And they valued me. Or it appeared like they valued you. Or it appeared like they valued (laughs) me. But that's why I found my identity, found my purpose. And the thing is, when you buy into these lies that you're you're not valued, that you're incompetent, what, what you're doing, is that gradually you become more and more part of that lie, or that lie becomes more and more part of you. Yeah. Then you begin to think, you begin to talk, you begin to act out that lie. But why? Because you're giving it the power of truth in your life. And that's exactly what I was doing. So by the time that I was 11, 12, 13 years old, I was in and out of crack houses. I was doing all types of different drugs, hallucinogens, and things like that because I found family with those people. So... How did that affect you as you reached your later teen years and your uh, early 20s? Well, I, by the time that I was 19 years old, I was, I was so strung out on drugs. So I overdosed on drugs at the age, oh. right? I just turned 20. It was May in 2005. I overdosed on drugs. And I found myself in a hospital room. And I found myself with both my kidneys had failed. And my liver was failing because of the level of, of drugs that was in my system. And I found myself having this thought every single day as I was in intensive care, is this what my life is going to be like? Am I going to find value in this? Because I really didn't know if I was going to wake up to see the next day. Well, the good thing is I I didn't die. I did come out of that. Uh, My kidneys started working proper. My liver started working proper. And I met these two men. They were both pastors. And one of the things that they would say to me is, William, God is going to use you to change the world. And they would just instill those values, instill that truth inside of me. And to be honest with you, at first, it was very awkward to receive that. It was very awkward to hear those type of statements because I've been taught. That almost sounded like a lie to you, right? It it did. It sounded like a lie. How could I impact my world for good? 
And that's a very good point because the longer you believe these lies, mm -hmm. the more it becomes truth to you. Yes. Then when you really do hear the truth, it, it appears to be that, that lie. It appears to be deceptive when in reality it isn't. And so when they were saying that to me, it was hard for me to, to take that. It was hard for me to receive that. But once I started viewing myself through that, lie, through that truth, through that set of lens, I started seeing my actions change. I started seeing my mindset change. I started seeing my vocabulary, my voice change, and the way that I communicated, the way that I talked to people. Everything began to shift because I was displacing the lies with truth because truth will set you free. Did they spend time investing into you? Absolutely. The first four years after I met these two, these two gentlemen, they poured into me weekly. I met with them once wow. a week. And particularly one of them, Lewis Johnson was his name. And I met with him once a week and, and once a week he would just speak truth to me. He would tell me how much I was valued and he would give me a place to belong. He would give me a, pl a place of family. And it was just amazing to be with him, you know. So sometimes it's not always what happens to us. It's what is not invested into us. So right. at 20 years old, you had someone that cared enough to invest into you. And see, that's the power that we have as validators mm. to impact a person's life because we're willing to take the time to say, you are worth my investment. One thing that I always say, what you value, you protect, mm. you invest into, and you treat it as if it matters. That's good. And when they treated you as if you mattered, it was because you do matter, and That's eventually right. you began to believe it. Amen. So, uh, William, how do you now generate value in your world? Well, I, I am a pastor. I am a minister. Because of these two men that, that I met, mm. they, they really inspired me so much. And, and really, in a practical sense, the way that I do that, because I didn't really grow up in a healthy, uh, healthy family atmosphere, is because I have three values that I kind of live by. Mm. That's community, unity, and safety. Where what I mean by that is I have an opportunity everywhere that I go to create community. In other mm. words, I can provide a place that when people get around me, I can provide a place for them to belong. I can treat them in such a way that they feel like they belong with me and they, they have purpose being in my life. The second way that I do that is through unity. Mm -hmm. Unity provides togetherness. In other words, I try to help people see life through a different set of lens where it's not just about us, but it's about a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and, and life is more than us, and it's life is about other people, and it's about impacting other people and creating that community for other people, giving other people a place to belong, and creating that unity. And lastly, I, 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 I do uh, safety. Because people need to know that they're protected yes. when they're in your presence. If they are afraid to open up in front of you or they're afraid to talk about their struggles because the way that you respond to it, because you, out of judgment or condemnation, then they are less likely, less likely to open up. But when you create a place of safety mm -hmm. for people, then they can actually deal with the root issues of their life. Not only are you dealing with the symptoms, but you're literally dealing with the root issue, the lies that cause in those symptoms to be evident within their life. And so these are just three practical ways that I create unity and value and community everywhere that I go because it's my, it's my goal to create an atmosphere of family everywhere that I go because I believe that's a pillar in society and I believe that's what's going to cause culture and society to have these values of community, unity, and safety. So that's just three ways that I do that. This has such an amazing ability, just what you've just shared, uh, 
to be a model or a prototype for so many people to follow to confront prejudice, mm -hmm. to confront bias and stereotypes, but to look past all the external things to see the worth of someone's humanity. And when we can see that Amen. in them, they'll be able to start seeing it in themselves so much that they too can become a value generator. So really, you're being an instrument of healing for Amen. lives, but also for our nation. If enough people can grab a hold of this concept, it can heal our land. Absolutely. I mean, well, if you look at reconciliation, I think the core root of reconciliation is, is not counting people's trespasses against them or not looking at their actions mm -hmm. alone, but looking through their actions to the person they were really created and designed to be mm -hmm. and tapping into that as well as getting them to see themselves in that way for the first time. And so I think that's what reconciliation is really about, is learning to see people not as they are, mm -hmm. but as they were created to be. See, woven into our DNA is our unique contribution to mm -hmm. society. And so often, all the things that we've experienced and the lies we've heard and the injustices that we've experienced, mm -hmm. it's like piles a huge mound over that amazing contribution that we can't even see our own worth. And That's so right. what you're doing is saying, we're pulling off one little stone at a time so that person can see this valuable contribution that they hold. And so their life can be transformed and they really can have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, couldn't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before we close, is there anything that you feel you just want to share with the audience well, I, once again, I just want to just reiterate these three values that I live my life by, this community, unity, and safety. I think these are three practical things that every single one of us can do. They're very simple in its, in its form, but every single one of us can do this, whether we're an extreme extrovert, whether we're an, uh, an introvert. We can all give people a place mm -hmm. to belong. We can all give people uh, togetherness something that's bigger than ourselves, a vision for life, and we can all provide safety for people so that people can feel protected, so that they can deal with the things in their life and know that they're valued, that they're loved, and yes. that they are part of something bigger than themselves. And so I just want to charge you with that to go out and do these practical things because it will begin to change society. It will begin to change the world around you. Thank you so much, William. Well, thank you, Melanie. And I want you to know that you are a part of the solution. I want to thank you for listening and encourage you to become a part of the Stop Devaluation Movement. Be sure to like and follow, hashtag Stop Devaluation on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and visit StopDevaluation.com for more information and free resources. You can help spread the movement by sharing with others, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and most of all, by living a courageous lifestyle of using your power for good. Go out and value someone today. Your life matters, and you can make the world a better place. One word, one choice, one action of validation at a time.